Child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. It's very important for me to give this individual the opportunity to uh, discuss her platform. I'm uh, also waiting on the cameras to boot up. So guys, give me just a second. Hold it. Hold that thought. I want to give my uh, guest a proper introduce, uh, introduction and make sure that it is uh, broadcasted everywhere it needs to be. Man, thank you all again for uh, listening out there on the radio, man. It is, a, it is a very crucial and important time for us. We are, uh, man, we are in some critical times. We need to make good, sound decisions. And we need to make sure that we are uh, moving in our own best interest, man. And we don't always do that. So let me let me say this this morning, right? My guest this morning is none other than Miss Caprice Edmonds. She is a longtime educator, longtime child advocate, and she's looking to take her advocacy to another level. Okay, she is now, in many people's eyes, including myself the most qualified candidate to be our next, next District 7 representative on the Pinellas County School Board. So without any more delay, welcome to the show, Ms. Caprice Edmonds. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for this opportunity to be on the show. I would like to just um, say how happy I am to be on this journey because it's important. It's important now than ever that we have leadership that not only understands the issues as it relates to education, but understands from a perspective as a parent and being actively involved in the community as well as being a child advocate. You know, we, we have to put our children first. Well, wow, I love it, you know, and that is one of the things that really uh, made me take a look at you very seriously right off the bat was the fact that I know you've been in the trenches, you know, I know you, you've worked at Melrose, my wife worked side by side with you, and when I asked her about you uh, running for school board, she said, oh, Caprice is tough, and she's going to speak to the issues because she knows what's going on, so, um, you know, we'll get into the uh, some other things later, but um, tell us a little bit about, you know, who is Caprice Edmonds and how did you evolve into a really serious contender into this race? <clears throat> so I like to consider myself many things. Um, mm -hmm. When I go down the list, I'm a parent, child advocate, educator, mm -hmm. actively involved community member, business owner, mm -hmm. you know, so on and so forth. But what's been most important to me is my advocacy as it relates to children and education. So for over 18 years, I've worked with children and families, as well as um, being an educator now for our school system. And um, being a guardian at Lightham, I'm coming up to 10 years. This is important to me. So some of my work, it included providing respite through park working with youth in foster care as a youth care worker, supervisor at the Sally House, interim program manager at the Sally House, uh, which is a part of the Salvation Army, um, and being a transition specialist and independent living specialist for Camelot Community Care. And in that role, I was responsible for teaching life skills training to youth from 13 to 17 years of age. 
And as a transition specialist, my job was to work with youth that were aging out up to 21 if they decided to remain in extended foster care or needed help along the way. So that included finding housing, childcare, getting them enrolled in school, helping them, um, helping them get a bank account and just being by their side, similar Man, I to- know, I know how, uh, I know how forgotten about that community is and how neglected that community is. What gave you like the heart to, to work for those, those underserved uh, community? I know that population is, and it's like once they, uh, once they age out of foster care, it's it, you cut off, you're done. So well, how did you get connected with that? Um, well, I earned my bachelor's degree in psychology from USF, and I always wanted to work with youth outside of providing childcare. So I got connected with Camelot Community Care and started doing the work. And that just let me have more of an understanding of the struggles and challenges that youth face after they've aged out of foster care or as it relates to our educational system, not having the life skills that they need to survive on their own if they don't have that family structure or support system that can help them out. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. So um, tell me a little bit more about your um, education background and your qualifications. I know them, right? But I know you're not the type of person that really, uh, really, you don't wear your accomplishments <laughs> on your sleeve like many of these people and many of these narcissistic people that run for office. And oftentimes, right, we don't get good qualified people because it's just not their style. Politics is so dirty, so messy that good people just rather do the work. And I know you are one of those people that have been doing the work. In fact, when I, when we first talked about this, my advice to you is, look, whether you decide to run or not, you're running right now because you're doing the work. And so many people that run for office, what they scramble to do in the last minute is put together something that looks like they've done the work. So, you know, give me a little bit of insight on your educational background and not, not only that, but your work in specifically in Pinellas County Schools. Wonderful. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's in elementary education with an ESOL endorsement, mm -hmm. a master's in educational leadership, and a certification in infant family mental health, all from the University of South Florida, St. Pete. Um, so born and raised here in Pinellas County, St. Petersburg, I attended our public schools and currently as it relates to education, what I'm doing in our schools is I'm the science coach lab teacher for one of the transformation zone schools. Mm -hmm. I am equity champion. So I have the capabilities and um, knowledge to facilitate culturally relevant instruction. And during a time like this, where we have students advocating for change in curriculum and professional development, this will be an asset um, to not only have a representative with experience in this, but a member of our school board that can speak to um, the quality of our equity um, training and the importance of making it mandatory so that our students feel comfortable, our um, staff feel more comfortable mm -hmm. just across the district. It's mm -hmm. important. Some of the other things that I'm doing as it relates to education is I'm a member of our union. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, on a local level, I'm a part of the membership committee and I help out when I can. But on a state level for Florida Education Association, I am the chair of teacher program policy committee. And when COVID-19 hit us, um, we held two meetings to discuss how digital learning or virtual learning was going, as well as what we would like to see as educators, support professionals, um, social workers, what we would like to see as it relates to reopening our schools. Mm-hmm. Our president took our recommendations and many of them were provided to Governor DeSantis. Um, something else that I'm working on is wow. I'm a so, part so of- wait, now, We can't just whisk over, that's kind of big. <laughs> so out of all of the people in Pinellas County in, in terms of COVID-19, you are actually at the forefront of the discussion on what it's going to look like to get our schools back open. People don't, people don't, and it's, it's because you do the work because you know it needs to be done and people need to really hear about that. That's a big thing. You know, that's, I mean, we have, we have people, you know, that are much more visible than you, but maybe they're not as effective. I like what I'm hearing. Caprice Edmund, I like it. So, So on that note, I guess we can dive a little deeper into those recommendations. So we know that virtual learning wasn't the best way for all students to learn. So across the state, people talked about what their district was doing to support learning. We also talked about our students with special needs and how we could work to better accommodate them um, with learning overall. Some, of the, some other districts, they are providing paper-based packets. Some teachers are being innovative and actually going out to meet their children or meet their students. Um, as it relates to reopening our schools, we have several concerns regarding the safety. How safe will it be? And you've noticed there have been summer camps that have closed, um, restaurants that are closing and the numbers are increasing. So we have to make sure that we put safety first, Mm -hmm. but we also have to make sure that we continue to provide learning. My platform, it focuses on just that. How can we move forward with learning and prioritizing our students? Um, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Caprice. When you decided to run for school board, were we already in COVID-19 or were we pre-COVID? We were pre-COVID. Um, and it's, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I decided, I had a conversation with um, our current school board member regarding my intentions on running in, I believe, November. And mm-hmm. I, I spoke with her, spoken with her prior to that uh, regarding my intentions. But when I filed, I filed March 6th. That was the week the week before everything shut down. (laughs) So, you know, with this being my first campaign and just trying to understand what was really happening. Yeah, yeah. I I, I took a step back. I'm like, wait, what's going on? People are getting sick, people are dying. The last thing I need to be doing is saying, hey, can you vote vote for me? me. Yeah, such a such a weird thing altogether, because running for office all by itself with perfect conditions is a mess. You know, uh, wow. I want to back up a little bit on the conversation about reopening schools, because that is so important. 
um, are are you guys done with the talks? Is the plan solid, or are you guys going to revisit this conversation prior to? <laughs> My committee has finished with that conversation, with that piece. Um, but on a district level, our school board members are meeting. So if people have concerns or questions, they can e email our school board members and it becomes public record. And I'm pretty sure that concerns will be addressed. Got it, got it. I wanna, um, I wanna take it on a, a a personal level, right? I have a Caprice Edmonds story. Like, let me just back up. Let me say this, right? And and we didn't even we didn't need to bring this up, but I'm gonna bring this up just because I think it's important to uh, many of the people that are in this space that are doing the work that don't really know the truth about Caprice Edmonds. Okay, you are the wife of Jabbar Edmonds, a very very uh, vocal and uh, known individual in this town. And you are also the sister of Dr. LaDonna Butler, right? But what I found out is that um, you are pretty much the start of this uh, the Jabbar Edmond movement. So yeah. I, I remember myself, see, see, this is how we're connected, right? I remember in 2013, I went to my first uh, political debate and it was at Child's Park. And I remember seeing Jabbar there with his camera, moving around, feeling comfortable like he belonged there. And that inspired me. So now fast forward seven years later, I am I consider myself black media, but the first black media I saw was your husband. But I did not know that you were the one that led your husband into the politics, into the uh, volunteer work, into this space. You wanna talk a little bit about that? Yes. So. I, when MySpace was around, I set up Jabbar's MySpace. That's how, that's how far we go back. Yes. Um, but just knowing and understanding the importance of voting in our mm -hmm. democracy and just all of the things that are in place that hold us back, mm -hmm. I lifted him up and supported mm -hmm. him regarding all the things that he wanted to do, whether it was shooting, um, uh, gosh, traps or the vampire movie. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's important that we all embrace diversity. Yeah. He and I, we are different. Mm. Um, and I think that's what makes us match. That's what makes yeah. us perfect mm. um, or complement each other. And mm. just seeing his growth over the past 13 years has been amazing mm -hmm. um, from his film career taking off to him being recognized overseas regarding his advocacy, regarding his film work. It's, it's amazing. And you and, know what? He made it very clear to me that he would not be in the space where you are right now, where he is right now, where you guys are, if it wasn't for you. He made that very, very clear. Jabbar and I, we have, you know, off the script conversations. We are, we know enough now about this type of work that we know that it's important sometimes just to have genuine dialogue. And he really expressed that to me. And in return is when my light bulb came out, like, wait a minute, a teacher kind of saved my life too. Then I, I have another friend that is so very, very adamant about the fact that his wife, which is a teacher, an educator, you know, is, was the turnaround point in his life. So what is it about teachers? What is it about Caprice Edmonds? What did, what did you see like 
when you met Jabbar, knowing that you guys were almost from two different worlds, what did you see um, that made you say, uh, there's, there's, there's so much potential here? What did you see? And then, because that translates also into the lens that you look at or look through to see our students. To see our students and to see people. I saw a genuine, committed, and passionate person. And that's all it took. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then when we look at our students, we have to look at them as individuals that have potential. All of our students have the potential to succeed. And if we approach education that way, we can do it. We can, we can improve our graduation rates without, um, we can improve our graduation rates the right way. We yeah. can ensure that our students are graduating with life skills knowledge and that our students are proficient in reading. We have to take a whole child approach our district is working hard to personalize learning and differentiate, but there's always more that we can do. And I'm looking forward to sharing my insights, um, my experience as an educator, a parent, a child advocate, and a list of wonderful things on how we can make, how we can guarantee 100% student success for our students. And you, um, are you currently still at Fairmont Park? Yes. Let's let's talk about that because I want to talk about like I want to I want to get your thoughts on how you felt um, when that article came out and deemed those schools failure factories. I want to talk about how you know how, how you felt about that. Then okay. how so, you, and also I want to know how you feel about it now. And then what is like Caprice Edmonds on the school board going to mean for that transformation zone? Okay, so. I mentioned I work for Fairmont Park. I just want to be clear that right now I am on summer break and I am off the clock. So there's right, none right. of that funny business going on. But um, yeah, very <laughs> as it relates important. to, yeah, very important. Um, I would like to say that working at Fairmont Park this year, Fairmont Park, that is my school. I, we have a great team there. We had some trials and triumphs this year. And I led the charge of trying to make that difference. We rechartered the PTA at Fairmont Park so we could raise additional funds to support our school because mm -hmm. the way funds are dis distributed and the way funds can be used, some of the things that we wanted to use the funds for, we were unable to do but through our PTA, we were able to support our students. And as it relates to the story that came out uh, regarding the five schools, I won't, they're not failure factors. Absolutely not. Um, and you mentioned earlier that I worked at Melrose. Mm -hmm. And this was around the time that those articles came out. We were working hard. We were working yep. hard. I know. And and this goes back to saying that when people truly don't know what's happening in our schools, they'll paint a negative picture. Mm. And again, there's always more that we can do to ensure the success of our students Absolutely. and taking, uh, taking that whole holistic approach and mm. providing the services and resources that families and students need is gonna be vital post COVID and it was vital pre COVID. Yeah. Um, 
but specifically as it relates to being at Fairmont Park, we have a good team. Mm -hmm. And as you know, the turnover rates, they're high. And that also becomes a challenge for having that consistency and continuing to grow. But I'm a strong believer that when a school has good leadership, Mm -hmm. that anything is possible. And that means bringing everybody to the table, Mm -hmm. not only just your teachers, but being able to have that family engagement and community partnership piece. And that's also Mm -hmm. something that I've been working on. We, We have had a lot of people come to support our school and it's important. We've had mm-hmm. a lot of parents that have expressed mm-hmm. interest in joining the PTA or attending parent support programs. We just have to make it easily accessible. We have to um, mm-hmm. meet people where they are. And mm-hmm. oftentimes that's with the, all right, I know you weren't able to make that meeting, but let's just have this conversation about what you need or how we can help you help Johnny be more successful. Yes. And then, just just having that building those relationships relationships matter absolutely you know my philosophy uh here is in this space and in doing this work my philosophy that gives me like the fuel to uh keep going if i may get knocked down or you know have a bad day is that those closest to the problem are closest to the solution and you are a mother of a child growing up in South St. Petersburg. You are a mother of a uh, elementary age, you know, whatever, elementary school age child, right? And you are currently in the midst of this struggle. So you have to have some of these answers because you are not only an educator, you're a mother. Not only are you an educator and a mother, but you are an educator and a mother in the area where we need the most help. What I'm finding, right, with everything that's going on, uh, Caprice, you tell me, uh, how are you being received? With all of the qualifications that you have, how are you being received by the community? I, I am receiving great responses from the community. Uh, I just feel like it would be better if more people shared their support publicly um, or more people actually compare, compare all the candidates and see all, see how they line up and go from there. I Mm -hmm. I'm just learning that a lot of people feel that they can't say something or support someone because of past deals or friendships or promises that they've made. And everyone has a right to do what they think is best. Right. But I also think there comes a time where you have to say, you know, yes, you're my friend or yes, you're my business partner or yes, whatever. But we really have to make this choice where we have somebody, where we have the most qualified candidate supporting. Absolutely. And you know what, what I'm also a little bit disappointed. We're coming up on a break here in a few minutes, but um, what, what I really, I, I, I want to get deeper into this after we come back from the break, but I just like, I'm everybody that listens, that's listening right now out there knows how I feel about how we play politics in South St. Pete. It's disgusting. I'm not going to even beat around the bush with it. It's disgusting. And in a time when our children are dying in the streets, 
in a time when our median income is so far off from a median income of a white family, where I'm, I am so disappointed that even in this moment in, in our history, we still don't find it in our heart to do things a little differently. I'm so disappointed and you don't have to speak much on it. I know you're running, you're running your race, but I'm so disappointed that um, we have highly qualified candidates that have to go through all of this, a rigorous campaign to, to, to prove that they're more qualified than their opponents because of how we do business in, uh, in South St. Pete Caprice. I'm just thankful that you have the fortitude to withstand it because I'm not running for office and I'm sick of it. I'm not running for office and I'm plumb sick of it. The only thing that continues to bring me back over and over again is because we just don't have, uh, we can, I cannot afford to, to sit out. You know, I can't afford to sit out. I know we'll go to break Caprice. I know that's kind of loaded for you, but we, I want to touch on South St. Pete politics when we get back. Listen, you are listening to your boy, Matt B on 99.1 FM. That is 99 Jams, the Berg Radio. We're going to go on a quick break and we'll see you guys back in just a few minutes, man. Thank y'all for listening. If you want to call in, you have a question for Caprice Edmonds, 727-637-2416. Again, 727-637-2416. We'll see you in a minute. WUJM St. Petersburg. Oh, boy, we hit that pretty good. That dude. Yeah. Facebook, what's up? Huh? I said, I to your gospel with live interviews. Yeah, yeah. What time flies when you have fun? You know, Facebook, man, it's oh, man, I don't even know how to see it. Coming to you live from the studio of 99.1. Every Sunday from 12 to 2 okay, p.m. Listen also live on TuneIn Radio okay, app. Okay. And at you got some Thank y'all for watching the Facebook Live. If y'all got any questions for the Facebook Live, y'all call the radio station, you man. Can't I, I, to I miss it. I'm doing I Zoom host, and Facebook. Angel. It's a little too difficult. 99 Jams, the ball. All right. The Meat House features the best and freshest on chicken wings, lake quarters, turkey parts, spare ribs, and so much more. And EBT is welcome. 2225. Facebook, man, thank y'all so much for watching. We are live. 2101 Central Avenue. And now in the Minnesota at 4034-North Washington Boulevard. Call 727-825. Facebook, Facebook. I don't want to take off our commercial. With Miss Caprice Edmond, man, the most qualified candidate for District 7. I don't know. It may be an endorsement coming up here. Matt B, make my second official endorsement, y'all. Y'all stay tuned for it. But uh, I'm just really thankful, man, that we do have qualified young candidates that are willing to navigate the bush, the bull, the BS, <laughs> and, and become uh, elected officials. We need that so bad right now. Uh, we need qualified people to uh, represent us, man. And I'm so delighted to have Caprice Edmonds on the show this morning. Highly qualified, really connected to this work. Been doing this work for a very long time. Many of y'all don't even know. She is the uh, driving force behind a Jabbar Edmonds. So I'm not afraid to say that because I'm not afraid to admit that my wife is a driving force behind Matt B. So, man, y'all. Where we at? We back on the air, y'all. I'm just talking. Good morning, everybody. Thank y'all for listening out there in Radio Land. 
727-237-2416 is the number, 727-637-2416. Hit us up if you have a question for Ms. Caprice Edmond. If you want to know a little bit more about her as a candidate, she is running to represent your children in District 7 at the Pinellas County School Board. All right, Representing, representing our children. My children are in our schools. Um, Matt, children. you touched on my little one, but we have four kids. One, a recent graduate, and okay. then... We have two in high school. Okay, listen, get me straight then. Look, you got, so you are very well connected to all of the struggles of a Pinellas County teacher and parent. Yes, that's it. And as, as an educator, I've been talking to our teachers regarding their thoughts about what's going on. So it's important that we include our teachers uh, in their perspectives because I strongly believe that educators know what would be um, optimal for student learning, mm -hmm. as well as our parents. Got it, got it, got it. It's, you know, it is, um, it is so crucial that I, I wanna make sure that the, uh, uh, I hope we're on, on, on live on the air, Don J, live on the air. I hope we are on, it looks like your um, volume may be muted, but, um, it is absolutely important to hear from our teachers because I think that, um, well, first of all, it's common knowledge. You guys, they don't pay you guys enough, but you are not only that, they don't support you guys enough. And you are under one of the most underappreciated professions in this in, 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 in period. So talk a little bit about like, we, we, we was talking about South St. Pete politics, enough of that. No. <laughs> Let's talk about our children. Let's talk about, um, like, from a teacher's perspective, right? What did you want to see out of the school board? And what are you going to bring to the school board for our children? I mean, excuse me, for our teachers and our children. I would like to see a more student-centered approach to learning. Um, we do have, I have to put it in quotes, teacher autonomy, but also yeah, the focus... Also, the focus tends to be on testing. So as educators, you have uh, a testing guide, a, a pacing guide. So there's a lot of pressure. And besides trying to prepare our students for a test, as you mentioned, we do a lot more things. We become the nurse, we become the, the friend, we become the social worker, the confidant, the, you know, so it's just a lot that teachers have to do in order to make sure that all students receive the education they deserve or receive um, the best education. And what I'm looking forward to doing is working with our educators, our union, our administrators, district officials on how we can come together. How can we truly collaborate and put our students first? Mm -hmm. um, so I was on a panel discussion and, and I, I, I felt like I, I did the right thing. I gave Dr. Grego a C plus mm -hmm. and that, that C plus wasn't um, meant to put down some of the amazing work that he's done, but that C plus is because in many of our schools, we don't see or feel the support that we need to ensure that all students have, all students, all schools, and all teachers have the resources 
and supports they need to provide the best education and working in the trenches or at our Title I and transformation zone schools, there's a different perspective. There's a different amount of work, amount of effort that we have to put into um, ensuring our kids are successful. And oftentimes Caprice. we'll- Caprice, I wanna, I, wanna, uh, I wanna cut you off because we have a caller uh, that has okay. a question for you. So I, I, and we'll get right back to it, but uh, I wanna acknowledge the callers, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. So that means people are listening to you. They wanna talk to you. So these, they're more important than, yep. than me. So yep. go ahead, Carla, what do you say? Thank you for calling this morning. Where are you, Carla? Hello, good morning, good morning. Hey, uh, you may want to come back. Okay, we'll get back to the call of Caprice. I cut you off for nothing, and you was on a roll. Come on, Matt Bird. Ah. All right. <laughs> but, you know, one, one of the things that I, I heard you saying, and I've heard you say it before, and I really wanted to touch on it, is understanding the holistic approach of educating. Let's talk a little bit about that. And we'll get back to the call to the caller. So what I've learned through my experience of working with children as well as our county council PTA, last year we we, um, earned a grant through national PTA and we held listening sessions here in Pinellas County. One was held at Enoch Davis Center and two were held held mid-county, one in English and one in Spanish. And the results from that pretty much landed on people want their whole child to be looked at. They want Mm -hmm. the the needs of their child met. They don't want their child to be looked at as a problem or a test score. So in taking that, they also want more things, but I'll address that on my, uh, at a later time. Um, Mm -hmm. But in looking at that, and as my work, and doing my work as a guardian at Lightum and being an educator and a parent, it's important because each student has different needs. Each student has different aspirations, different goals, different learning styles. Mm -hmm. And some of the work that I've been a part of, um, a few years ago, I attended the personalized um, learning uh, professional development and they were spot on. I think we got our our caller back. Um, Do we have our caller back out there? Hello, hello, call him. Okay, we're back to we just talk about where you uh, when you uh, when you attended that. Yes. So if the caller comes back on and they start talking, then we'll just vibe with them. Um, Let's go. Lead the way, Caprice. Lead the way. (laughs) And, And you know. It's, it's just important that we address the needs of our students. And what yeah. I am going to be advocating for is that we provide more wraparound services, that we talk with our educators, collaborate on what would be the best practice of meeting these goals of addressing the individualized or student-centered learning. Um, something else that came up right now with COVID-19 you know, I know that many of our students are experiencing trauma. They no longer have that safe haven of our school. So there could be several things occurring right now that we're gonna have to address once schools reopen, whether it's a virtual style or a face-to-face style, we're gonna have to address it. We cannot let COVID-19 prevent us from providing the supports and education that our students need. Mm -hmm. We can't. There's too much at stake. 
when we talk about the summer slide and the COVID slide and, you know, we got, we got to keep moving forward. And my platform mm -hmm. is a platform that's going to help us move forward. As I mentioned, I'm a part of Florida Education Association. Um, I'm on the Golden Budget Committee, the Governance Board. I'm the chair of the Teacher Program Policy Committee, past chair of Florida Young Remarkable Educators, which um, worked on recruitment and retention programs and initiatives to get aspiring educators, minority educators back on board. Nice. So when we talk about what's the recruitment and retention plan, we need somebody that's actually doing the work for recruitment and retention. When we talk about we want more minority representation, more minority student, more, more minority teachers, we need somebody that's actually doing the work. I I'm going to say something right there. Teacher. I'm going to say something right there. I got to say something right there. We need more minority <laughs> representation, right? You have an opponent. You have an opponent that says he is running. He told the Tampa Bay Times, I am running because I like to fix problems. Well, when the problem is we need more minority representation, what are you doing in this race? That is disgusting to me. And you don't have to say anything. I know you're running, running for office. What is disgusting to me is that no one else is speaking up publicly against this. That is disgusting. We need more minority representation in all aspects of our education. And we have a white male that's jumping into a race with, I don't know how many black people, that's another conversation. That's a whole nother discussion, but jumping in this race and has the audacity to tell the Tampa Bay Times, I like the fist problem because I guess these Negroes can't figure it out. When the problem is, race related all along. And when everything, every problem that we have in South St. Pete goes back to white supremacy. I'm gonna stop, I'm off my tangent. <laughs> caller, caller, spare me. Are you there, caller? I'm on a tangent, I'm on a rant. I don't wanna get off this. Save me, so, caller, are you but, out there? But I'm, Matt, gonna, I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna okay. save you right now. And we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> show you maybe correct. We're gonna get off of that horse, okay? And we're gonna- okay. Thank you, Auntie things. <laughs> we're morning. gonna address some things that are at the forefront of all of our minds. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, I think we doubled down on mental health and mental illness because of the COVID-19 crisis. And mm -hmm. my question for, um, for Caprice Edmund is, I found out the technology of the lack of um, understanding of technology is gonna be a barrier. Should we roll into the um, school year, not going back to school or even going back to school? Um, and having to deal with this COVID-19 issue, which we must continually pay attention to it. What, what ideas do you have? A, should we have to pull back and take kids out of school of a pandemic breakout in the schools? And B, with regards to technology and, and um, getting parental engagement because they're like thereof, um, can you share some of your views on how you're going to get more parental engagement in a, in a COVID-19 environment? and uh, what things you might see uh, pushing for implementation. Uh, we have to, like you said, parental engagement is, is paramount. But um, do you have any ideas from that perspective? Thank you. Yes. Um, yes, so I've been watching the school board workshops and the school board meetings and the district does have initiatives in place to provide more laptops and do some type of support. But what I think the community can do and what I plan on being a part of 
is hosting some of those workshops, like what we're doing now. We have a Zoom conversation or a Zoom meeting. Um, many people feel comfortable going to people's houses with a mask, gloves, or whatever PPE they want to use and support them. Again, as things start opening up, we do have facilities or we could even take it outside. Hey, let's meet at the park, bring your laptop and I'll help you navigate that technology problem that you're having. Also our schools during when the schools were open, there was a tech help desk that people could contact. So I'm pretty sure that once schools reopen, they'll have a plan that people can, or method that people can contact the school or the district for tech support. But again, as, our, as a community, we really need to band together, reach out to parents or organizations that may need support or it may not have the resources or capability of understanding the technology and really have that hands-on approach. I know I'm willing to do that work. I'm willing to host Zoom sessions regarding the technology piece. Um, I think it's very important. And I, I know I can go on and on, but we do have the Southside Community PTA and I'm pretty sure that somebody would like to help with that effort. We also have Community Development and Training Center um, and several other, or other organizations that would be willing to take this initiative to ensure that families are supported with learning. Yes, I, you know, hey, caller, thank you so much for calling. That is what 99.199 Jams is all about, getting the community involved, talking directly to the issues that our community is facing. And we are talking about a big one right now, which is the digital divide. I am in the middle of it right now, screaming for help. Hey, help me. I have um, come as far as I can come professionally without really um, taking a hold of technology. And Caprice, as it relates to our learners, right? Look at me, I'm talking like a teacher, our learners, right? I, I, I've been, uh, our house has been a virtual classroom, you know, uh, between yeah. our children and then my wife having to teach also. So, but I don't, I think uh, the digital divide is more about understanding technology than access, which mm -hmm. goes back to the parents. We got access is solved by a couple of dollars. We got enough money floating around. What do you say to the parents? Like, how do we speak to the, the deficit of the parents in, as it relates to uh, the digital divide? It goes back to that individual approach. You know, you got to meet people where they are. And some of Can our I parents say something have... right there? Can I say something right there? Do you think that historically, candidates have not been as close to these issues as you are? I would like to say that I intend on being close to these issues. <laughs> okay. And you have no choice. You have no choice. You, you cannot, there's you know, no way you can avoid that. You know, and I've seen and felt the struggles of trying to get a first grader to do some digital learning and teach, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've seen... Yeah the challenges of trying to uh, multi um, trying to get through all the requirements on the screen or um, get through all the classes. So mm -hmm. he had like 10 classes to get through and just trying to navigate through all of that. You know, it, it was, it was a, a learning curve, you know, yeah. it's been a learning yeah. curve 
for everyone. But I mm -hmm. think it's important that we band together, we figure it out, mm -hmm. figure it out for the child. We do, mm -hmm. we really do. And mm -hmm. just come together and make it work. Teamwork makes the dream work. Coalition building. We got somebody that is that wants to work, wants to provide tutoring services, wants to do. Mm -hmm. Let's put people. Let's connect people to resources. I got. I I want to touch on that, right? Because I know through your advocacy and your work uh, over the past couple of decades, which is it's kind of odd to say that because you're so young. But you've been doing this work virtually all your adult life, even going back a little further. I did a little homework on you, Caprice Evans. You know, you've been out here. You've been out here for quite some time. Um, let me ask you this. Like, what, who are the partners that you are bringing with you to the school board? So they're not just getting Caprice Edmond, but they're also getting uh, your network. So talk a little bit about that network. Oh, man. I don't think we have a lot of, I don't think we have enough time to talk about this network, but I'll get started. That's so right. we have, um, so I work with Pinellas County Council PTA. That was, I was the grants and patrons chair. So with that, we'll be able to leverage our assets with our county council PTA. We have the Southside Community PTA. I'm currently the chair of the City of St. Petersburg Youth Development Grant Review Committee, working with Leah McRae. I'm pretty sure she will be on board or try and support in her capacity as many educational initiatives as possible. Absolutely. Um, I'm also on the Southside CRA committee. I'm okay. also working with Pinellas Complete Count to get out the word regarding the census. If you have not completed the census yet, please complete the census. I'm there working with the League of Win League Caprice of Women. Caprice always working. We got another caller too. <laughs> we got another caller on the air, Caprice. Go ahead. Um, you want to get to the call and then keep going or you want to? Finish that up. I'll keep cutting y'all. No, let's get let's get the caller because I'm telling you, we're gonna run out of time. All right, I'm call a where you at? We we bringing everybody to the table. I like it. Coalition builder, caller, how you doing? Thank you for calling this morning. What what you got? Hey, hey, this is Pastor Andy Oliver from Allendale United Methodist Church, and I am ecstatic and excited to be supporting uh, Caprice. Uh, just listen to all those qualifications, uh, regardless of any other factor. She is the person that I want. Uh, there for my children. I've got a middle schooler and an elementary school student, and uh, I, I need someone like Caprice on the school board to be looking out for them, look out for all children. So I'm so thankful for you, Caprice. Man, Thank Pastor you. Andy, thank you. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes, <laughs> Matt. Uh, Pastor Oliver, man, this means so much to me. I saw you this weekend at the Pride Black Lives Matter um, solidarity protest, solidarity walk. And I mean, it is important to me that we are representing all children from our black children, our LGBTQ children. It's, it's important that we have somebody that's truly invested, truly has done the work and truly understands what we really need to ensure 100% student success. Yes. And, and Pastor, Pastor Andy, I want to really personally say thank you for supporting the right causes and for not being afraid to use your voice and your platform to stand up and speak for what's right. You get it, Pastor Andy Oliver, and thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Thank you for supporting Caprice Edmund, and thank you for calling the show this morning, man. I appreciate that, Pastor. Absolutely. Uh, I love listening, and uh, uh, just keep going, Caprice. We're, we're there, and we're going to get you into the school board. 
Thank you. Thank you. There you go. And we got about 10 minutes, Capri. So Okay. Uh, and on that note, we got uh Pastor Andy Oliver that's gonna be coming to the table with helping with helping there you go. coalition. We got Brother John, we got Carla, we got Jennifer Webb, Representative Jennifer Jennifer Webb supporting. Mm -hmm. Um, and she represents District 69. We have right. Suncoast PBA that has endorsed me. Mm -hmm. And and I just like to talk about that. Um, because I think it's important for me to be extremely transparent. I walked in that interview and I was just honest. I was honest. I was being myself. And I know that we have a disproportionate rate of African-Americans, um, getting out of school suspension. I know about our school to prison pipeline and having a candid conversation, we came to the agreement that officers don't really want to arrest students so what can we do before it gets to that point and mm -hmm. what my platform does is addresses those needs yeah. and and i just want to say that that endorsement means a lot because we really do have a seat at the table mm -hmm. when the voice for officers wants to support your candidacy that means a lot especially when they know that you're not a go along, get along candidate. I mean, that part, that you see part. what I'm saying? There, yep. there, is, uh, there is some accountability that comes with giving you that endorsement and they know yep. that they have to be aware of that. So they definitely have to look uh, in depth at your qualifications and they have to be comfortable with your qualifications. And that says an awful lot about you Caprice. And let me that say this, and I'm gonna give you the, I'm gonna give you the remainder of the time because mm -hmm. I, I think it's important that you, uh, let people know how to connect with you and everything. So let's get to that. But let me say this, okay? Now, I've only done this one other time. I'm not some big shot politician. I'm just a little guy that uses his voice on Facebook Live and on 99 Jams, the bird radio. But I am going to uh, make a really common sense assessment at this particular moment. And I am going to endorse Caprice Edmonds candidacy for school board for District 70. So add that to your list. You can say uh, community noise maker, Matt B also endorsed me, but I am proud to say <laughs> Caprice Edmonds. And I don't, you know, there's some bureaucracy going on. There's some underlying, blah, 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 blah. those are all cuss <laughs> words going on. But uh, we have to, at some point, rise above that. And you are by far, the candidate for this time, for the, for a time such as now, you are that candidate. You are from this community. You have done the work. You're not retired and looking for something to do. You have school-aged children. You're not a white male coming into this community saying you're going to fix problems when you are part of the problem. You are from the system, school system. You were a, a, a product of the school system. You're now giving back to the school system. You have my support, Caprice Edmonds, and you have the next five minutes to let people know how to find you, where to find you, and how they can get involved. Thank you very much, Matt Bird. So my website is www.edmondforeducation.com. My platform is Equity in Education, and I do have a very detailed plan of how we can move our school forward. I do understand um, that there are some questions in the chat and I might not have the time oh, wow. to address every single question, but I will go back 
to um, Matt Bird's page and respond to those questions. Okay. Donate, 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 donate. I have hired a um, consultant, my consultant's Parson Wilson's. We will have our mailers go out because it's important that I reach as many voters as possible. And with COVID-19 and not everyone being on social media, that's a challenge. We have phone banking opportunities. We have virtual Zoom parties. We have small group parties that I'm willing to show up for. And I have signs. I have, we ran out of signs with the first batch. So this time I bought a whole bunch more signs. And if you want to sign, let me know. Um, I'm on Facebook, Caprice Edmond for School Board District 7. My personal page is Caprice Edmond. I may not accept your friend request because it's my personal page, but I will respond to your messaging. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. Again, let's get the word out that Caprice Edmond is the most qualified candidate for school board district seven. She is the only candidate with children in our system. The only candidate that is an educator, the only candidate that's been doing the work consistently. So. I'll that is such a down. shame that you are the only educator in this race. And we have currently. To and, right. And we have, right, right. And we have to, and we have to really like figure this out. When are we going to use common sense to uh, select the people that represent us? When we have so many issues, so many inequities, your your platform is should be the only uh, platform because what we need to make this ship right, to right these wrongs, to right the wrongs of this entire country is equity. The conversations, every conversation has to be centered around equity. Well, Caprice Edmonds, we got about two or three more minutes. Um, okay, so, I'll give it to you, you know. Uh, all right, so there is a comment in the, the chat regarding mm -hmm. body cameras for police officers at school. Okay. Um, in my conversation, and what I will continue to say is that officers, I feel that officers should not be involved with the disciplinary um, practices or arresting of our students if the situation can be held or handled by an adult. So what we have to do is make sure that these um, um, defiance and discrepancies that may occur don't occur. And what, what we'll have to do is make sure our staff are trained, culturally relevant instructions. Some things get blown out of proportion because people don't know what they don't know. Some people mm -hmm. agitate the situation. Um, and then having clear, clear guidelines of what the expectations of our police officers and SROs are. I do not support um, getting rid of our police officers because I've been on campus when we've heard gunshots. And I know I wouldn't want my principal to have to go defend the school when somebody like that or something of that nature is occurring. Um, I, I like having our SRO. Our SRO um, builds relationships with both the students and the staff. Mm -hmm. our, our students don't feel unsafe or threatened by him. So again, just reforming those, those practices, um, I think that would be helpful with making sure that people understand that there's a distinction between what we expect our officers to do. WUJM St. Peter's. Okay. Well, no. All right. Uh, so okay. again, 
Edmund for Education, go to www.edmundforeducation.com. If you want to contact me, I'm on Facebook, or you can send me an email. Again, your candidate for school board, District 7, Caprice Edmund. Thank you, Man. Matt Burr. Thank you, Caprice Edmund. I really appreciate it. Folks, I hope this added some value to you. I hope this helped you understand that we have a highly qualified, no-brainer candidate in this race, man. Let's start making good decisions, folks. Let's support the people that are actually doing the work, folks. So again, thank you so much, Caprice Edmonds. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for all the comments. And between Caprice and myself, definitely we will follow up on those comments. Thank you for the support. Let's continue to have dialogue, real dialogue about what's going on in our community and how we can continue to move the needle forward. So um, give, uh, you got two minutes, Caprice, give every give everybody one more time all the information they need to get in touch with you. Uh, um, I look forward to supporting your candidacy. I look forward to you winning this race. You deserve to be in, on the school board. We need you on the school board. The time is now. Caprice Edmund, take us on home. The time is now. Edmund for Education. Edmundforeducation.com. That's my website. Caprice Edmund for School Board District 7. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Share, share, share. Donate. Um, if you're interested in phone banking, uh, you want to sign t-shirt, just send me a message and I will get to you. We have lots of uh, exciting news coming out. We have more endorsements rolling out. We have just, you know, when you're in it for the right reasons, the support will come. Matt B, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, Caprice Evan, man. Hey, I love y'all, man. Hey, until the next time, folks, listen, dream big, love more, pay attention, vote for Caprice Edmund and Michelle Rayner and, and, and uh, Ashley Ward. Those are really highly qualified sisters in this race that are already doing the work, man. Y'all get out and vote for the right people, man. Any questions, anything else y'all want to know, check it, check us out, man. We'll respond on Facebook, man. And until the next time, man, y'all be beautiful, man. 99 Jams, the Bird Radio. I love y'all. WUJM St. Petersburg. The Meat House features the best and freshest on chicken wings, plate quarters, whole chickens, turkey parts, spare ribs, and so much more. And EBT is welcome. 2225 MLK South. And